0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, our radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 18. Here's Pastor Ryan. But God is looking for a a few good women and men who are willing to put
1: skin in the game and who are willing to deal with their flesh and walk in the Spirit. We are no longer in this world to live for ourselves or to live for our pleasures, but to live for God. It's the reading of the Word where it all should stem. The changes should stem from the reading of the Word daily. Every morning. In Psalm 138, verse 2, it says, For you have magnified your word above all your name. God has magnified this book, his word, even above his name. That should tell us something, that if we are in his word in the morning, crying out to God for his word to change our hearts and our minds and our lives, knowing that he elevates his word even above our names, then we can, with confidence, know this is changing me. This is changing me from the inside out, and I'm going to be molded to be more like the Son of God, more into Jesus's image. And he was busy in his Father's work. He wasn't out of the game. He wasn't on the sidelines. I mean, even in a football game, the focus is on the field and people working and doing and you know we don't want to be on the sidelines we have one shot at this one crack at this let us serve the lord with fear and trembling let us delight ourselves in the lord and not walk around you know um you know meandering in this world like the rest of the folks in the world who don't know christ they don't know where they're going and we're the ones who have the direction god has shown us and many are just still meandering we can't, we gotta, adelante, we have to uh, give ourselves to getting rid of the flesh, attacking that Philistine flesh, and walking in the spirit. And the reading of the word does it. Reading of the word makes life more easier on us. What do you have to accomplish? Work tomorrow? Dropping off the kids, dealing with the kids, uh uh, making some calls, your business. What, what, you know, we all have something to do tomorrow, right? It'll be easier for you to do it if you're in the Word and you're crying out to God, "Change me, and Your will be done, and give me the courage to do what what I feel You are telling me to do Amen. from this day forth." How many husbands do we have here? Eee, brave guys, come on, I have to. Uh,
0: huh?
1: Huh? ephesians five twenty five through 27 says husbands love your wives just as christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish for those of us husbands my goodness If we have not sat down and washed our wives with the word of God. The problems that we are facing. A little grind in your life. A little grind at work. A little grind in ministry. A little grind at home, kids. A little grind. What if it was based on? on the fact that we have not washed our wives with the word of God every day like we're supposed to. First issue is us. Attack the Philistines. Get rid of that. I'm thoroughly convicted because we say the word does all of this change, doesn't it? Oh, oh, I preach it here. But I'm the first guilty one to say I haven't washed my wife's with the word every day like I should. We get into the word, we do, but I've been way too laxed. Do you feel me dying? (laughs) I'm with you, brothers. Nothing else can work until She gets the word if she'll have you. You know what I mean? Not everybody has a believing wife, but if you do, that's so important. I mean, nothing more is. Nothing more is, fellas. And it's like, what am I going to, you know, why do I even plan to do anything else? It's going to fail because I'm not washing my wife with the word. It's going to fail. Why wake up early? Why stay up late? Why go to work? Why plan? Why plan a trip? Why plan why why? Why? It's gonna fail. Because he sees that he gave you a wife that you're not gonna wash her mind with the word. Ah, hope your Wednesday's going well. <laughs> After, the, after this it came to pass that David attacked the Philistines. He subdued them. And he took Gath and its towns from the hand of the Philistines. You know what else I see here in David? And all moving slow, it's first, first verse. But you know what else I see is that he took initiative. Right? It didn't say, you know, he's in he's right there in Jerusalem. The Philistines came upon them and attacked them. It said that he went out to them, he initiated them. The fight. He initiated it. We need to be a people, guys. Of who take the initiative with our lives spiritually. We cannot sit around and wait for the enemy to attack. We need to take initiative and go after anything in our vicinity and influence where there's sin carnality or not getting in the word or not praying we need to get after it we need to fix this and fix it now because part of, of of being carnal is laziness spiritual laziness not dealing with issues that we know we needed to deal with the word uh, to take initiative, it means to, to, to have the power or ability to begin or, or to follow through energetically with a plan or task, enterprise and determination. It, it's basically the ability, the, the power or ability to begin or to follow through energetically like to not wait around, you know, it's like pastors are great. Like, you know, we're called to, to, to help in, in the journey. I spoke to my pastor tonight and it's pastors. Our job is to uh, encourage uh, folks in their journey spiritually to help strengthen them, to help prepare them, to warn them, uh, to get them going. But we want to be a people at Sweet Hills that says, oh, thanks, pastor. I'm right with you. I'm, I'm on it. I'm, I'm energetic about seeing what's happening. Because when we don't deal with spiritual issues in our homes, in our own lives, with our family and friends, when we don't deal with these things, it, what does it do? It causes stress, spiritual stress. Da, 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 I don't know how, what's going on, there's a mess, it's, I'm all over the place, I don't know. Da, 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 da. No, that's not, that's not peace. Peace is dealing with this. Dealing with our own sin? Dealing with sin in our homes, family, children. You know, the Bible says to, to deal with these things. Right? Jesus, you know, is our example, but we need to be diligent. We don't take the initiative in the things of God because we can be spiritually lazy. Like I said, we are lazy in dealing with our sin, we are uh, lazy in dealing with the sins of loved ones, lazy in our service to the Lord. And in doing things haphazardly, rather than unto the Lord. In Colossians 3.23, it says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. The Bible is filled with, "Do, do everything unto the Lord. Be not lazy, but be, you do things heartily unto the Lord. And I'm thoroughly convicted, man. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to myself. I took a bite of this sandwich before I brought it for you to take a bite out of. Trust me i love the lord because he teaches us a better way and it is to be diligent to be diligent about our about our condition right be diligent you know uh keep your heart with all diligence the bible says for out of it stem the issues of life our heart needs to be dealt with am i doing what you want me to do am i seeking you like i should if we're leading, if we're fathers, if we're mothers, if we're grandparents, if we're leaders in any way in ministry or at work or managing or whatever, is our responsibility in Romans 12 verse 8, Paul says, he who leads, may he do it in, with diligence. With diligence, taking the initiative, being a go-getter. Christians need to be the go-getters in our, you know, as we seek the Lord, in Proverbs 27:23, it says, be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds, right? Be, be diligent. Don't wait till there's a problem. Be on top of the problem early. Part of walking in the spirit is God gives you and I initiative. He is our example. He is our example. In Hebrews 12, it tells us that he is the author and the finisher of our faith, looking unto Jesus, right? He, he's the one. In Hebrews 12, 3 and 4, it says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest he become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. How many of us have literally, oh Lord, I'm bleeding here. I've been fighting the carnality in my life so much that I'm battered and bruised and I'm bleeding here. And, and what it says in Hebrews is that we haven't. We've had it easy. And as, pa- as, a, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ called to this position, my job is to encourage endurance and perseverance. And, that, and, and he's our example look to Jesus who crawled with the cross and someone else had to carry it eventually looking to him he's the one that gave everything and bled out and so thus we should be diligent in dealing with our sin the sin in our home the sin in our churches the sin at, wherever it's at whatever is about us that needs to change like yesterday let's just handle it change our lives that's what the word is supposed to do because it's elevated even above his name and he gives special blessings and power to that jesus said in matthew 5 29 Through verse 30, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Now that word doesn't tell me to like be chill about it. I mean, that's a graphic picture. And Jesus didn't mean literally, but he, what he's saying is it's so serious, sin will kill your life. So if you're lazy about it, and you've been a Christian for, you know, 15 years, and you're still snapping on everybody, there's issues. Or whatever the sin. It's good to just say, Lord, help. Mercy, new every day. And to deal with the sin. So. Alright. Verse 2. Just kidding. And the Moabites, he cleaned their clock as well. And just to know that the victories that we read about, I mean, it's the Lord doing. The, the miracle of giving the victories and the strength and for, the, so, for David to win. These are miracle victories. And David defeated uh, Herod-Ezer, king of Zobah. That's Damascus. This is the Arameans, the Arabics uh, in, in northern, uh, Sy- over there near Syria. As far as Hamath, as he went to establish his power by the river Euphrates, and so when, when uh, Hadadezer went to reestablish some of his own territory near the Euphrates, David came in. And uh, took his cities while he was gone. David took from him 1,000 chariots, 7,000 horsemen, and 20,000 foot soldiers. Also David hamstrung all the chariot horses, except that he spared enough of them for 100 chariots. And this is a time where they say that Israel uh, first had their first kind of like special armed forces of their own chariots. Like this was the initiation of them having their own little uh, group of chariots here. Um, and when the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hededezer, king of Zobah, David killed 22,000 of the Syrians. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became David's servants and brought tribute. So the Lord preserved David wherever he went. What a beautiful word. Wherever he went, the Lord preserved uh, David. Um, and David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem, also from Tibhath and from Chum, Chun, cities of Hededezer. David brought a large amount of bronze with which Solomon made the bronze sea or the laver. That's where uh, they had a big bowl, bronze bowl, not bowl, pool, where they. The priest would wash in front of the temple, so he he, did, he made that with the with the bronze that his father brought, and, and uh, also the 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 pillars and the articles of bronze. And so what we have here with King David is even though the Lord did not allow him to build the temple because he shed much war, he was a man, much blood. He was a man of war. Um, not that it was it was a bad thing, but he wanted uh, a, his son of rest to do that. Um, David in his older age would not rest on his laurels just because it wasn't him that was going to, to build the temple. He helped in its design. He helped in gathering the um, materials to build it. And that's what we just read, the gold, the bronze. And he went out and God used his calling as a warrior, king, priest, prophet guy to get, get all of the materials and that's just a reminder that we're if we're still alive, it doesn't matter how old we are. We're we're still alive. We can still do stuff for the Lord, which we should. Amen. Because the younger folks are watching us, older folks to see if we're going to still get up and bat. We're they're watching. It's a beautiful thing. It's a crown of glory that gray hair, that white hair. You've lived and you have experience, and we're, we want to see you. We want to see you encourage us and tell us to get moving and tell us to stop being lazy. We'll receive it. We, we love that. So, so um, David kept going, and you think of Paul when Paul was about to, to be killed and how he finished his life at the end. He was about to be martyred in 2 Timothy 4 verses 6-8. He said, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearance right i mean paul is saying i fought the good fight i mean that should be in all the retirement homes in our area they should put that in the front I i fought the good fight, or i'm still fighting the good fight and the older folks in our church are our heroes we love them they're our heroes they're our example but imagine that you went in you go in and it's like we're still fighting the good fight Now, when Thau, uh, Toy or Tau, king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated all the army of Hadadezer, king of Zobah, he sent uh, Hadaram, his son, to King David to greet him and bless him because he had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him. For Hadadezer had been at war with Tau, and Hadaram brought with him all kinds of articles of gold, silver, and bronze, right? Where God guides. He provides. That's a Calvary Chapel philosophy. We don't hit people up for money. When we hit it in Scripture, we hit people up for money because it says it in Scripture, the Lord does. But we don't, no, we don't do that because we believe where God guides, He provides. And here, God is providing. God is behind the temple, so God is providing uh, the money. King David also um, dedicated these to the Lord. along with the silver and gold that he had brought from all these nations, from Edom, from Moab, from the people of Ammon, from the Philistines, and from uh, Amalek. Amalek. So, you know, whatever God has you doing, trust him. Serve him. Delight yourself in him. He'll finance what, what he has you doing. Don't worry about it. Amen? Moreover, Abishai, the son of Zariah killed 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. I think this was a nephew of David. He also put garrisons in Edom and all the Edomites became David's servants and the Lord preserved David wherever he went. And that's just another reminder. Again, twice in the same chapter, we're reminded that the Lord preserved David and the Lord will preserve us. He will preserve you. You know, we think of... uh, I think of our church and the Psalm 121, the basis of the name of our church, Sweet Hills, comes from Psalm 121. It goes a little something like this I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from hence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall not, shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Amen and amen, right? That's That whole psalm is beautiful. And then that's the psalm of our, of our church, that we look to God for our help. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That our God who helps us doesn't sleep, doesn't slumber. He isn't lazy about helping us. He'll protect us and he'll, he'll preserve us. That's the promise, right? So Lord, according to your word to your servant, let it be as you have said, preserved. As you have preserved David, preserve us. He will preserve us. So David reigned over all Israel and administered judgment and justice to all his people. Joab, the son of Zariah, uh, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ehilud, was re- recorder. Zadok, the son of Ahitub, and Abimelech, the son of Abithar, were the priests. Shavsha was the scribe. Beniah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites. And David's sons were chief ministers at the king's side. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and for your blessing it is to our hearts. As you say, Lord, that it is to be elevated even above your name. Lord, let your power hit that word in our heart so that it bears much fruit, Lord. We open up our hearts and our lives to you, Father, and whatever changes that you want to make, we're open to them, Lord. We're flexible. Oh, Lord, you are the potter. We are the clay. You know what we need, and so, Lord, give us humble hearts, Lord, and help us to be all that you want us to be. Well, all heads are bowed if you're here tonight and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, but tonight God has spoken to your heart that it's time to repent, to give up your sinful life, and to give your heart to Jesus, then I want to ask you to raise your hand so that I can lead you in a prayer to ask Jesus to come into your heart tonight so that He would give you His Holy Spirit and give you eternal life. Is there anyone who needs to do that? Amen. Father, we thank you again. May you bless our time of fellowship.
0: In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services. We now have two services on Sunday. One at 8.30 a.m. and again at 10.30 a.m. Or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicholas Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.